Good morning and welcome into the Pits in Peril podcast. I'm your host, Todd Kramer. Pits in Peril podcast is brought to you by Patagonia, celebrating their new wolf-killed fleece collection made in collaboration with Italian designer Gianfranco Panacci. These half-zip fleece pullovers are made from only the most vulnerable young sheep. Unfortunately, these amazing fleece products are available for a limited time only through this Saturday, November 27th. So act now. Patagonia, where the weak get fleeced. And this week we have the weak champion, Wally Hayes, in studio. Um, I believe he's also finishing up on the toilet right now. Wally, say hello to the good people of the pod. Hello, good people of the pod. You take instructions very well. That was word for word. Yeah. Uh, so- so how you feeling after uh, a big week? I'm a week? pro now. Um, I'm I'm feeling great. You know, um, I'm actually uh, so I'm I'm off the toilet, but you know, we that that is a nice segue into the uh, the toilet bowl um, that we have going on this week between me and me and Keenan. Um, well, and, before uh, before we get into oh no, I'm I'm just hoping to carry over some of last week's positives. Um, you know, I'm hoping for another 50 to 60 uh, point week from uh, my boy Taylor and, and see where things end up. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, I mean, not only did Taylor perform well, but everyone else on the team, Elijah Moore, who you yeah. picked up, just yeah. went insane, putting up 25 points. You had uh, McLaurin having a big week. I believe he went over 100 yards and also had a touchdown. Yep, 103 yards and a touchdown. DJ Moore got his as well. He got into the end zone, only put up 50 yards, but but still a good showing. Um, New England defense putting up 28 points. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you yeah. you had a real – and that was Thursday night, right? Yeah, that almost kind of just by itself put the uh, the week sort of in the bag because Holden had uh, Matt Ryan and, uh, you know, Ryan, unfortunately, because I, I do like the guy, he, uh, was just totally destroyed and, uh, you know, taking out his number one quarterback and replacing him with a butt whooping on my defense. Yeah, and it wasn't just Matt Ryan. They they put in Josh Rosen there, who threw a pick six. Then they put in the third string yeah. guy, who threw a pick right away. I mean, it was the last ten minutes of that game. I think that's yeah, where the majority of the points came from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there besides the fact that they had, you know blanked them throughout the game, but you don't get those points until the end of the game. Yeah. Garbage time points for the defense. A new, a new experiment that worked out well for you. Yeah, and for so that, Franco. Yeah, and I think I know you have a glimmer of hope, and you're, you know, you're, you're looking into this crystal ball, and you see a, a path to the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen. I certainly hope it doesn't, but I think Franco summed it up on the uh, group chat, saying, you know does Wally have a chance to make the playoffs because his team scares me? And uh, I think that's, you know, those are some true words. Your team does look pretty formidable right now. It just may be a little too late. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, uh, it's funny. Cause I was watching one of those, um, 
crime drama things. Not not a drama, but one of those kind of like A and E shows where they go into. Um, the guy's name was actually Todd, who did some horrific things. I'm not even lying, but uh, they threw in this line. You know, when they're describing the uh, murder, they said, uh, and, and it just stuck with me because it seemed like it could have described just about anyone. Um, they said uh, he he had a number of failed relationships, and I was like, well, yeah, that that definitely describes me. But uh, to to bring that back to what you're to uh, too little, too late, you know, I mean, it's it, a number of women have said that to me in my life, and uh, you know, some of them were right, some of them were wrong, um, and uh, it's it's just about hustling and and you know, believing in the dream. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure where that whole uh, tangent went to, but <laughs> the, 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 uh, the other piece of the puzzle that really hurts you from getting in the playoffs is uh, Taylor has his bye week week 14, which is, you know, probably going to be a must win week for you. So yeah, that makes it difficult, but you can still play home wrecker. Um, for the next couple of weeks. And then also I, I think, well, I don't want to say your pits are safe, but it, you're in a good position. You're in the driver's seat. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, you know, it, uh, ever since uh, beating, beating Will, Bill, what are we calling this kid these days? Um, we, uh, you know, it, it, my, uh, my destiny was in my own hands. Um uh, and uh, getting another win certainly helped that out more. So. Well, speaking of Bill, so that was the good for the week. Now let's go to the bad. That was Bill for the second week in a row, putting up the lowest number of points in the league. And this guy's just got a magnet for injuries. His team just cannot stay healthy. Uh, Michael Carter, he just traded for him goes down for with an ankle sprain looks like he's going to be out for a number of weeks he just cannot catch a break um it's just one after another with these injuries for bill i think he's put up enough numbers uh where he's not going to end up getting his pits waxed but yeah. at yeah. this point his playoff hopes i mean he's he's scratching to stay alive and luckily for him uh he's still got a shot because I think this coming week, Anthony is a heavy underdog to me. doesn't mean that I'm going to win just, you know, that's what it looks like. And Nikki's team is looking pretty damn good. And uh, he's playing Holden. So it looks like Bill may hold on uh, this week, even if he loses, if uh, both Holden and Twiz can't pull out a win. Even if Twiz pulls out a win, it's really just Holden needs a win, and he's got a tough matchup against Nikki. You there, Wally? Wally, for a little bit, I was just going over uh, the Holden has with Nikki looking tough, but um. And then the yep. last thing to touch on for last week was the brutal, brutal loss 
that Twiz suffered uh, at the hands of Franco on a uh, a last minute, well, not last minute, a last drive for uh, Danny Dimes where he gets sacked twice, giving Franco the two points he needs to to overtake Twiz and get the win. Yeah, and, and also uh, just – uh, you know, going for it on fourth down to keep the drive alive as opposed to, you know, kicking the field goal. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's just so many different it, – it's just that classic betting thing where there's, there's so many different paths to victory for Twiz, and somehow we didn't go down any of them. Yeah, especially what made no sense to me on that field goal, I'm glad you brought that up, is – You've got Blaine Gabbert in anyway. So, like, whatever he does is inconsequential to the future of the Bucks. But kicking a, an extremely large or extremely long field goal, I think it was going to be a 54-yarder, uh, with a real, you know, opposition defense trying to block the kick. What a great, you know, live practice scenario for them, uh, for the Bucks going into the playoffs. And Arians just said, I hate Twiz. I need Twiz to lose this week. He probably had some money uh, riding on Franco getting the win and just decides to to throw on fourth down. Pretty crazy. Wally. God damn it, Wally. Your internet. Wally, I don't know why you keep dropping off these uh pods but no one else seems to do it so normally i would say it's my mexican internet but i think it may have something it's weird because i i can hear you when you're going wally wally um it could be that like my phone goes to sleep or something and automatically kicks me out of this out of these things um who knows when we were uh we were talking about uh yeah i was saying arians probably had some money riding on uh frank yeah yeah, some Bitcoin. Um, well, you know, I mean, it's it's similar to when uh, Nagy decided to uh, try and kick a seventy-five yard field goal instead of letting Justin Fields throw a uh, hail mary. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these, these guys. It just goes to show these guys have a lot riding on the outcome of the incognito tab uh, season. It's true. Uh, they're probably listening to the pod. Yeah. I mean, it's not only our fantasy, it's their fantasy. There you go. Okay, well, before we get speaking into of, uh, that... Well, speaking of big football news, did you see the thing this morning coming out of uh, France? Kareem Benzema, uh, you know, is convicted of blackmail. Wally... You got to stop clicking out of the tab, man. Okay, we got Wally back. Hopefully he doesn't drop off again. But uh, you were yeah. talking about Kareem Benzema, someone that maybe three other guys, maybe two other guys in the league even know who he is, but go on. I, I would I would imagine that more people know who he is because of – you know, FIFA and Real Madrid and all that. So but I bet you Ace knows who he is and Anthony knows who he is. Yeah, I, I mean, Frank just spent a good deal of time in Europa. Um, but, uh, yeah, he got – I think he was convicted of um, blackmailing Valbuena 
um, who plays yep. for some Greek team or something now. Uh, With a sex tape. Yeah, yeah. He was like, it, it's all a very weird thing, as as any blackmailing usually is. But, um, and it, yeah, so good for him. Good for him. Okay, well, I'm glad we got that football news in. Let's go over some more um, pertinent football news of the American variety that uh, that may have implications in the coming week. So uh, two, two big names coming off IR, Logan Thomas, who Alex Holden just picked up off uh, waivers, and Kareem Hunt looking to get activated or, you know, taken off IR for Franco, which really helps his team going into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, uh, Logan Thomas was my starting tight end at the beginning of the season. Uh, and he never performed for me before he, he got injured. Um, so I didn't, you know, feel all that bad dropping him. Who knows? To be honest, that was a lot of my thinking going into uh, the Montgomery for Tannehill trade. Um, it just that so you, you never know what exactly you're going to get uh, when a guy's coming back from an injury. Uh, so I, I had devalued Montgomery in, in my head just that, uh, that little bit more where it, it made the, the trade make more sense to me. Yeah, I think so far it's worked out pretty well for you. Um, Let's see, other news. Alvin Kamara still not practicing, and they play tomorrow. So Nikki may be without Kamara again, um, which is not great for him. But it it could keep holding alive. That would be big news if that's the case. And, you know, you're you're rolling without your uh, top guy for, I think it would be three weeks in a row now. Yeah, because if uh, if Holden loses this week and I close, I think it's it's like a twenty point gap. Uh, I I pass him on the in the standings. There you go. Uh, some other news: Your boy Justin Fields is out on Thursday. Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, is going to be starting. I'm not sure if that really has any fantasy implications, but it's always good to see a ginger have some sort of success in life. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. CD Lamb back in practice today uh, with the concussion. They play tomorrow, so he's still not cleared um, to play, but he's one step closer. When did he uh, get his concussion? Sunday. Oh, yeah. But he's a star, so it's just yeah. like he's, we no. literally saw Devontae Adams earlier this year get knocked fully unconscious and then come back into the game like 10 plays later. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, you know, the whole thing is very, very peculiar, all of the, the protocols. The fact that they have protocols, um, but they don't really seem to necessarily follow them. I, I don't know. The I think thing- it just- it depends on, you know, which player it is. If it's someone that's inconsequential to the game, you know, it's next man up. But if it's a star, those concussion protocols become a little easier to pass. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, honestly, at the end of the day, it's a lot of the 
stuff that you have to go by is essentially just taking the person's word on as to whether or not they still feel fucked up and concussed. And if the guy's like, I want to play coach, um, you know, there's not that much you can do to keep them out. I mean, they have, you know, those baseline tests, but in a case like Frank Gore, where the baseline is so low anyway, it's not like, you know, like you're going to be able to figure out if a guy is concussed or if he's just Frank Gore. Yeah, I mean, it would be hard to do the number uh, thing with Frank because I'm, I'm not sure he can even count. So yeah. that whole, you know, how many fingers am I holding up is inconsequential to a guy like Frank. I mean, that might be – I don't know if you've ever had to take one of those – concussion protocol tests like when we were playing uh lacrosse in college we had to take one at the beginning of the season or before the start of the season uh just have that baseline test um that you know and it's like a little computer thing um i I forget it it was basically kind of like a wonderland score i think um but you know there were some guys on my d3 team that like tanked the test on purpose in case they got a concussion. So, you know, it's uh, the whole thing is silly. Okay. And then I think the biggest piece of news for the week was me lighting my 48 Bitcoin on fire with uh, Adrian Peterson swinging for the fences and striking out miserably. I didn't play him at all. And uh, he is no longer an active NFL player. Yeah, I don't know if that's the biggest news of the week. I think maybe Kyle Rittenhouse or something like that. But as far as your fantasy team goes. Well, I think um, as far as the fantasy goes, just because not only – I mean, it affects me personally in a negative way. I think it brings a lot of I'm not sure. I mean, I was was thinking about this last night, about how uh, you're just the the perfect foil – for this this league you know everyone needs someone who as soon as like as soon as todd enters chat everyone's like fuck you todd leave the room right now i hate all of your opinions and it it scares me when you stand up for me sometimes <laughs> you just don't want to be associated yeah you know it's like i mean i, I appreciate the help and you actually have you know behind the scenes uh you know I, I probably wouldn't. Uh, I I probably wouldn't have picked up Elijah Moore last week. I might have, but um, uh, you know, you, you you gave out a little, a few nuggets here and there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like when uh, you know, the uh, white power people come out in support of Joe Rogan, and it's like you you just don't want to be associated uh, with that mess. Yeah. So I can understand how, you know, yeah. me coming to your defense puts you in a little bit of an awkward position with a league that has such vitriol for me. No, exactly. The last thing you want is to sully the reputation of the white power movement with Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> exactly. That was the point. Okay, let's get into some waiver wire stuff. It's pretty fucking thin on the waiver wire i mean there's just not a lot to go around yeah. you picked up tyrod for 10 bitcoin which is obviously an overspend but you have a ton of bitcoin left yeah. um, and uh and that's a, a must have 
someone to have a, a football in his hand behind center situation. Yeah, and they're playing the Jets at home. So you, you have to assume it can't be that bad of a game for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it can. Yeah. But, you know, three points is better than, than no points. I mean, there's there's not a lot of uh, tight end activity. Bill picked up Dawson Knox for four pit coins, so you can expect Dawson Knox to get injured in the first quarter uh, of that game. Cappy picked up Devonta Freeman. Uh, not a bad pickup. He seems to be the guy leading the backfield in Baltimore. I picked up Dallas Goder because Travis Kelsey's on by and I need someone. We touched on Holden picking up Logan Thomas, and then the rest is just kind of one pick coin or free pickups. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, uh, we're, we're getting in towards the, uh, the, the business end of the league. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, I think Franco was touching on this uh, in the uh, group chat. After waivers closed, there have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven transactions after waivers closed, uh, just showing how everyone is tinkering because they've got these little holes on their team they're trying to adjust and, and – they're hoping for a, a miracle on the waiver wire for some of these free players. But I just, I think the bench at this point becomes less and less important and you're picking up these players and it, there's just not a lot of hope that they're actually going to return anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, you never know. As, as I say, every single time I come on the pod, it's an uh, any given Thursday, Sunday, and Monday sort of situation. Um, where any guy can can go off, but jeez, uh, I mean Taylor. I, I think that was it. Does something? It was like the most fantasy points scored by a single player since two thousand six or something like that. I don't think so because I know last year there was a game that Alvin Kamara had six touchdowns, but he maybe he didn't have the same number of yards and reception. Yeah. yeah. But, Kamara had six touchdowns last year at one point. Huh. Well, there you go. Yeah, but that would only be yeah, that would only be thirty-six points by itself, right? Yeah. So then he'd need, you know, another yeah. but he, he does catch a lot of balls, so you have to assume that I, I don't know if it was the most yeah. points, but it was it probably was, close. It was quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. told my mom and she was proud of me for once. So there you I, go. I had to explain the the general concept of fantasy sports. Okay. uh, Well, let's get into the toilet bowl because there's a huge matchup this week at the bottom of the table. Uh, You are taking on Keenan, and uh, I want to hear your breakdown of how you think this is going to go. You know, it's it's lost a little bit of its edge uh, considering my my wins in the, the last two weeks. But it still has uh, total ramifications. Um, I think, you know, Twiz is as much of a uh, toilet bowl uh, pit losing uh, individual right now as, as I potentially am. But I, I, I have good, you know, uh, as I've said before, 
You know, I have, I have dreams of the playoffs now. Um, I, I've got that. It, it's similar to golf. I don't, I don't know if you've had this, but, you know, I, I, I started playing um, about a year and a half ago. And within six months or so, I, I shot under 100 for the first time. And after that, you know, everyone goes, oh, that's really good for a beginner. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, thanks. And uh, and now I'm, I'm hitting sort of mid-80s, which is the most dangerous place to, to hit in golf because you can, you know, you hit those beautiful shots. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you don't walk away going, oh, I played a good round for myself. You go, ah, you know, had I only – hit that beautiful shot on my approach shot on the third hole, you know, whatever it is, you immediately go, I, I could be a scratch player. You know, it's in reality, we're talking about, you know, 10, 15 shots, but, uh, but you know, the, the math doesn't fully work into it. Uh, there's a little bit of a psychological discontent, you know, discontent, uh, disconnect. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's not only can it be a scratch player, it's like, oh, my God, I could probably really, you know, if I really pushed, I could play on the tour. And this isn't just me. This is like the majority of people that get obsessed with golf. Um, and, uh, and so I just have to keep reminding myself that I'm probably not going to make the playoffs and I'm probably not going to uh, play on the uh, – PGA Tour. You know, the, the European uh, Tour was just officially renamed. Uh, the I think it, I forget exactly what it is, but uh, it's like the DP World Tour. Um, I don't know what DP stands for, but... Uh, Double penetration. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Wally, your tangents, there's like magnetism. Uh, in your tangents that just takes you further and further and further away from your original point that you're trying to make. Yeah. And then it seems you get, you get a certain distance away. And then instead of, you know, bringing it back in a natural fashion, you just kind of teleport back to, and that's why I'm not going to make the playoffs. And uh, (laughs) I kind of love your tangents. That's why I shut the fuck up when you start going off on them, because uh, I want to see where it leads. Yeah, it drives my wife insane, especially since, uh, particularly with with her, I have this way of starting a sentence several times and then kind of looking into the the middle distance and totally forgetting that she was in the room. Uh, so that might have been uh, th- that might be a result of uh, a couple of concussions at Akalani's in you know two thousand and five or something like that, but. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we were talking before the last uh, eight minute tangent. Yeah, yeah. You've Keenan. Yeah, I I feel I feel I feel rough for Keenan. You know, he's had uh, a tough go of it. Um, I, I'm feeling relatively comfortable. You know, once I got uh, good old what's his name uh, replacement quarterback in the lineup. Uh, Tannehill. Yeah, no, not Tannehill. Um, the the guy I just picked up today, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm the favorite in, in there, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I think it would really, you know, win here really kind of maybe settles the issue for him. Okay. Uh, right. Any more details? Any players you want to touch on on your team? Obviously, Jonathan Taylor's got a tough matchup, but you you have to assume he's going to do pretty well against Tampa. Yeah, you know, I think Justin Tucker is set to go off again this week. Um, I'm basing that on, on nothing other than he was the the first guy that I drafted. I went out of my way to get him. He uh, he had I think one like twenty point week early on in the season um, that I think helped propel me into my first pod appearance. But uh, yeah, I think he's due to just totally just not over the league's face. Um, yeah. You know, it's, you don't get that very often. You don't get a guy, uh, you know, pulling for a place kicker, but Okay. Well, I'm going to give you my thoughts on it because you, you're obviously uh, not going into the details that I was looking for, but um, <laughs> your quarterback situation's a little rough. Yeah. And Bill Belichick is probably looking at the Titans and going, well, they don't have a running game without, uh, without, Derrick Henry in there, so we just got to make sure that we put pressure on Tannehill when he drops back to pass. That could make things hard for Tannehill. That's going to make things hard for me as well with A.J. Brown, who's been struggling. On the other side of the quarterback equation, you've got Kirk Cousins, who's got two pretty damn good receivers to throw to. And then the big question mark is Aaron Rodgers versus L.A., especially with Aaron Rodgers' toe injury. It sounds like that's pretty bad. Um, it's not like he needs to be mobile, but, you know, he had a good week last week, so it doesn't seem to be affecting him that much, but we'll see how that goes. Wide receivers, you've got DJ Moore and McLaurin, who should outperform. Um but the thing about Keenan's receivers is they all have high ceilings. So if one or two of them pop between Pittman, Devonta Smith, and T, uh, T. Higgins, he uh, he could get a little bit of a bump there. But... Yeah, but I mean, like, show me any wide receiver on any roster right now that doesn't have a high ceiling. I mean, you know, by the grace of God, any wide receiver in the league uh, – you know, certainly the guys that are sitting on a roster are the the ones who have a chance of catching three touchdowns. You know, any true, game. but I mean, I would say that Cole Beasley, out of the six wide receivers being started there, <laughs> is definitely the uh, the worst of the bunch. I don't Although know. We've got Elijah Moore on the bench, so I would say Elijah Moore also has that upside. Yeah, yeah. I would say Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb probably have an equal shot to put up the same number of points just because of the matchup that Jonathan Taylor has uh, against Tampa. And I, I really like Javonta um, Williams this week against the Chargers. So I think he's going to put up more points than, um, than Josh Jacobs will. Yeah. Fanton Hawkinson, I would say that's probably pretty even. You definitely have the better guy in uh, 
in Elijah Moore over uh, Tim Patrick. But then again, if you if you put Beasley, yeah, yeah, I mean, flex, it's probably pretty even. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be close. I'm uh, I'm pulling for Keenan though, just to keep things interesting. Uh, yeah, I that's think fair. Keenan. I think Keenan's going to pull it off and uh, keep this uh, race to the bottom alive and exciting. Yeah, I mean, again, look, if if Keenan wins, that means I lose. If and if Twiz loses, um, you know, there is still a, a scenario where I could surpass Twiz on on points if you know our uh, uh, our matchup goes big enough and he goes low. Um, so things could, you know, with it with the Keenan win, things could really tighten up at the bottom. Um, which which would be exciting, but uh, you know I, I still have those fantasies of playing, you know, just really shocking everyone's ex- expectations and literally going from from last to uh, you know holding the Victor's Cup at the end of the day. Okay, I don't think that's going to happen, but everyone's got their dreams, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, do uh, do they do they have like a I don't know Dia de Gracias or something in Mexico? Well, you know, I mean, they they understand that Americans celebrate it, but they do not have uh, Dia de Gracias. The the natives of Mexico were much more war lusting, murdering cultures. So uh, I don't think they were much of you know trying to help the Spanish if they had a, a tough winter. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But I yeah, think they would probably you know, cut their hearts out, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So there's no it, – it, it's pava, right? That's the – is that right? The For Turkey? The Spanish? Uh, well, there's – pavo is the Spanish word for Turkey. In Mexico, they usually use guajalote, which is the native word yeah. for Turkey. That's got that, like, chichen Itza, like, chocolatel kind of thing going for it. Yeah, but well it doesn't have a TL, but those TLs are definitely hard to pronounce. Yeah. yeah. Like the the main volcano is Popocatepetl. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's it, uh it's like the Hawaiian state fish. Uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the more you know. The more uh, you know. See so this is just, this is how you go off on tangents is you just like learn a couple of really random things um that's why i like spent like two months learning how to like pick padlocks and stuff like that you know you never know when that might come up in a conversation there you go you could pick a locked auction room go in there now and (laughs) And and post the auction yeah i mean as long as it was like a master lock padlock then yeah yeah i could i could obviously do that Okay, well let's uh, let's wrap this thing up because we've been going for a little bit of time now. We got three teams already in the playoffs. Um, so Franco clinched last week. We had Ace clinch with a win over me, and Cappy also clinched. Then it looks like Nikki and I are going to be playing each other in the first round of the playoffs in the four and five slot. We both kind of just need to win one more game to to cement that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gunning for, for Will's spot, for Billion. I know you are. Well, everyone's gunning for Will's spot. Uh, 
but the bottom of the table, there's just a lot of losses in a row, except for you. I mean, Bill's on a two-game losing streak. Holden lost last week, has a tough matchup this week. Twiz is on a three-game losing streak and then has a tough matchup against me this week where I'm favored by over or about 20 points right now. But we all know Yahoo's AI doesn't know shit. Uh, and Keenan's on a two-game losing streak. Meanwhile, Wally's on a two-game winning streak, hoping yeah. to extend it to three. Yeah. You know, crazier things have happened. So I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And we got we got Thursday football all day long, uh, which is really exciting, starting at 9.30 Pacific, 11.30 here in Mexico. We got Detroit versus Chicago. There are rumors out there that uh, – Matt Nagy is going to get fired after this game. They just didn't want to fire him on a short week. Yeah. Uh, so Detroit has a chance to get their first win. I'm hoping that means big things for Swift. I, I definitely tried to trade Swift aggressively yesterday to Ace, but he was having none of it. Um, I thought it was interesting how she redid like the whole first album just despite the person that owns the rights of the first album. Or the what? original one. We're talking about T Swift, right? Oh no, yeah, definitely talking about T Swift. Yeah. Uh, and then we got we got Dallas versus the Raiders. After that, which has you know not a lot of Raiders being started in our league. Uh, I think you got Josh Jacobs and. Um, I can't remember the quarterback's name for whatever reason. Carr. Uh, Probably Jimmy Carr. Yeah, and then we got uh, Buffalo and New Orleans as well. Lots of fantasy players in that game probably getting started uh, on the Buffalo side of things. In New Orleans, if Kamara plays, he'll he'll be in Nikki's lineup. But if Kamara doesn't play, I don't think there's a single New Orleans Saint uh, worth starting. Yeah, yeah. There, there's not a lot of you know great games this Thanksgiving as far as I'm concerned. You know, nothing that I'm like, ah, I'd go out of my way. I'll probably watch them all because who wants to be around their family on Thanksgiving? But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not – remember the Harbaugh Bowl? I mean, before the Super Bowl, there was the Thanksgiving um, Niners-Ravens game that was, like, definitely set up by the league office, like – you know, some marketing person was like, oh, you know, let's get the like the Harbaugh brothers to play on Thanksgiving. It'll be a whole like family thing. Um, that was a great game. Uh, usually, I mean, because you always have the, the Lions in there, you always have Detroit on Thanksgiving. That game's usually just a, a shit show that no one really cares about. And, uh, and then the, the Cowboys have just been so kind of – you know, middle of the road, fine for such a long time that there's never really any excitement about their matchups. Um, yeah, we need we need to go go back to the days of like good old, you know, heavyweight matchups on on Thanksgiving Day. There you go. Uh, and then let's see. Oh, to uh, appease Franco's uh, come lust. He wants uh, to know your uh, Peter North bust of the week. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I'd say Matt Ryan 
Um, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, why, why don't you pick someone on, uh, on David team? David Montgomery. Um, I'm afraid of, of opening the, uh, the tab on my phone now, of opening the league on my phone, because I feel like it'll shut yeah, off the yeah. podcast staff. Um, but uh, oh, oh, this is this is looking into the uh, into the uh, crystal ball, the future bust of the week. Yeah, yes. uh, I mean, I'm I'm going to say Taylor. There's no way you can uh, he can live up to a 50 point week. So you know, even 25 points from him uh, this week would be disappointing. Yep, for everyone, uh, but Keenan probably. Yeah, you know it's not uh, not so much what you did for me last week; it's what you're doing for me today. There you go. That's the way I coach the boys. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick two players in the same matchup for my bust of the week, uh, as well as my uh, player of the week. I think Devonta Adams is going to have a rough go of it uh, playing the Rams with Jalen Ramsey on him all day. I'm sure he'll still put up, you know, a, a good amount of points, but not what you're expecting with Devonta Adams. And then the other wide out there, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, I think is going to have a big week with all the attention on Devonta. I think he's going to find himself open and get into the end zone for sure. Mm. But that, yeah. Okay. Not all that exciting. Okay, yeah. well, anything else you want to tell the good people of the uh, the pod and the league before we uh, sign off? Yeah, I saw, I saw Ben Bradley and Charlie Jeds. Uh, I can't. I still can't do her last name. Yeah. Um, of the weekend, I uh, I read. She's got one of those last names that seems like someone just like smashed their keyboard in yeah. anger, and yeah. that was the name. Or they just sneezed in Swedish. Um, but, uh, yeah, I read him some of the, the league names, and, and Ben said, wow, I'm glad none of them have uh, matured at all since they were drawing penises on all of our football or on all of our uh, lacrosse gear. Um, so, you know, take that. Uh, uh, Andrew Bajaka actually – um, sent me, you know, my birthday is in August, but it, it just came. Um, he ordered me a bunch of stuff off of uh, Alibaba Express. And uh, the, one of them is this, uh, I'm holding it right now, not to sound menacing or anything, but it's a, uh, it's a tactical uh, karambit, uh, which is a Indonesian style of uh, fighting knife, but it's, Probably, uh, <laughs> it's it's very very dull. I don't know if it could cut through warm butter, but uh, the uh, and he also sent me some thick Oakleys, so I've got that going for me, which is nice. They smell exactly, I mean to the T, exactly like that smell you get when you uh, burn a fresh CD back in you know 2002, and you you try and give it to Lena because you thought she was cute and maybe she'd like a, a burned CD with uh, some Eminem songs on it. Um, it's got that like freshly burned CD smell to to them, um, which obviously just makes me want to put them on my face. 
Um, what else? I, you know, I think that's about it in my life. How about how about you? Um, I got my Mexican residency yesterday. Oh, see, no, on Monday. So now I'm uh, a temporary Ooh. resident of Mexico, and I just saw an email come in that my wife signed me up to get my driver's license. I have to take a, a Mexican driver's test on November 30th. Um, so that that's exciting. That is exciting. I mean, all sorts of terrible things went through my head uh, when you said driver's license, driver's test. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's fun. I guess the, maybe one of the hardest things on there is uh, driving in kilometers instead of miles. Um, well, I'm just excited to see what type of questions they have. I've done a couple of practice tests. It's mostly common sense, but I'm hoping there's a question that says, you know, you're on the freeway and a black cartel SUV stops suddenly in front of you to rob you of your life and your belongings. Do you A, swerve to the right and pass them on the shoulder? I think you do what they say. Swerve to the left and pass them in incoming traffic or C. I think there's, I think there's no winning, you know, if they want you, they got you. Right. Yeah. I think, I think if they have to, if they have to chase you to take your belongings in your life, they're, it's only going to make them angrier and they're going to, uh, they're going to, you know, put some pain on the beginning of, uh, of the whole thing before they just take your life. I just stop and give them my stuff and say, you know, you know, not in the head, uh, you know, but, but that's just me. Yeah. It's probably a good, a good, or a good response to that type of situation. Hopefully it never comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then other than that, I just got a text from Frank, uh, saying, any action on your trade offers. Uh, so I think he is trying to fleece me. So I have to respond to him. So I'm going to oh, sign off here and post that pod live. And uh, I'm sure the, uh, the Thursday chat room in our uh, group me is just going to be going off with all these games. So uh, I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah. It'll, it'll also be nice to see, you know, who has, the most broken families that allow them to have their cell phone on their lap the whole time, the whole day. Um, well, and, I, I'm uh, Aida is visiting her family. Um, okay, so well, you're he's not even here, so I'm going to be completely in front of the television. Probably order myself a large pizza and grab a six pack of beer and just uh, go. You should get some. What's the what's the Mexican word for uh, the non? Pavo, non-Spanish word for turkey again. Guajalote. Guajalote. You should get a guajalote pizza. Yeah, well, turkey is the worst bird to eat. It's just incredibly mm. dry and mm. not tasty. Chicken yeah. is way better. And yeah, I'm, I'm done with turkey. Okay. I'll never okay. eat turkey again in my life. What about like, what about an Angelina's turkey, cranberry, and cream cheese sandwich? I mean, that Nikki. sounds okay, but I'd still rather have a Roxy's. On sourdough, Nikki Leffler knows what's up with that one. That is like the Angel but, thing, too. But would you eat that over a Roxy's meatball or a Roxy's pastrami? Uh, it depends how cla- – like, I think – yeah, I would. I would. And, and not – you know, it would be a 50-50 take 
Because um, honestly, I think I could get that pastrami vibe from any of those sort of hole-in-the-wall family-run sandwich spots in, in San Francisco, Garden Cafe, uh, you know, sandwich people, th- those sorts of places. But there's something that I, I've never had anything like this uh, Angelina cream cheese, cranberry, and turkey sandwich on sliced sourdough. Okay. And then I guess the last thing, and then I'm really going to sign off because we've probably gone about 50 minutes in total. Um, how's your first year been in the league? Are, are you enjoying yourself in the incognito tab? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. It's much better to, uh, be, to have, have the outlet of, uh, you know, whenever something stupid pops in my head, I can just, just take a shit in the, in the group tax text. Um, instead of having to like, you know, text ex-girlfriends and doing things like that, that would probably piss off my, uh, my wife. Um, so I, I think it's a, uh, a positive, uh, form of, uh, ener- you know, an energy outlet for me that, uh, didn't exist. And, you know, I, I haven't done the fantasy sports in a while, but this is, you know, the, the most interesting league that I've been in short of, of maybe the first handful of years of my uh, keeper baseball league before people's kind of started dropping out. But even then, you know, there was never any trades and, you know, people I think generally just want to avoid trades uh, in fantasy sports for whatever reason they get really attached to someone there's always that feeling that you're getting fleeced, even if you know that you're fleecing them. Um, and, uh, and to see that kind of the, the hustling and, and all that, um, I don't know. It's, it's a, a very fun league. I like what's going on. Glad to hear it. All right. Well, thanks for being on the, the pod. I hope you lose this week. Uh, not nothing personal. I just want to keep no the taking. bottom of the table close. So yeah, hopefully yeah. you get your ass kicked. Yeah, wouldn't be the first time, that's for sure. There you go. All right, Wally, have a good one. PTYL.